Welcome to BRS, a.k.a. The Boston Rob Show, and I am him, Boston Rob. How you doing? Now what you hear in the background, I have an instrumental I am playing from my other iPhone. (laughs) It sounds like a... uh, An old western epic, almost. An old western epic meets hip-hop religion. Uh, And that is off the new Atmosphere album. If you don't know who Atmosphere is, he's probably the greatest underground rapper there ever was. And he released an album called Mi Vida Local. He's a Minnesota rapper... No, 40-something-year-old white guy who I believe is one of the greatest poets of our time who just happens to rap. He happens to have one of the greatest DJs, uh, which make up Atmosphere. It's Slug, and I forget his DJ's name. Oh, God, forgive me. But I'm playing this instrumental because Atmosphere does something rad. Usually when they release an album, they release an instrumental album and this track is called graffiti so i'm telling you go look it up the other thing that atmosphere did with this new album is he put the full album uh as a live stream or i'm not sure if it was a live no it definitely wasn't a live stream he put the full album out on youtube it's like an hour and something and you can check out every track on there in the videography to the music it's not the official videos but there's some uh there's a video playing through the whole thing and i'm guessing it's minnesota and let me tell you this minnesota uh tourism board if you're not looking into that as like you know your official commercial because just watching that video listening to the album made me go damn minnesota is so clean it has so many exotic restaurants you would have thought he traveled all over the world i believe it's strictly done in minnesota he is very um locally orientated as oriented (laughs) orientated as you can tell by the album name mi vida local local so please check out atmosphere do yourself a favor Listen to this guy, because he's speaking about substance, he's speaking about things that are happening in the now, and he's speaking in a perspective that I think more people would be able to understand. He's, he's a narrator, he's a storyteller, and he does it from uh, the single broke mom's perspective to the dude like me who's struggling, to parenting. I mean, this guy, I could really do a whole podcast on how radical the the group atmosphere is i won't but i'm just telling you if you want to hear some good tunes because it's free i love that he did this he went out there and i really want to support him so i will buy these songs but right now being broke maybe that's all i'll get for my birthday next week i'll get the track virgo and the track graffiti because virgo is i will play that um as my outro music when i'm saying goodbye to you I will play the instrumental Virgo. Let me get that lined up right now. Um, because that song, the, the instrumental, it's slow. It's not good for a podcast. But the lyrics combined with the instrumental, it's mind-blowing. 
So please, you know, support local stuff. And when I say local, I mean like uh, the United States hip hop. <laughs> He's in the hip hop community. So, and it's a really good. I'm just saying this because I feel like this dude has saved my life so many times writing songs that just spoke to my soul. And whether that sounds cheesy or not, it's like something therapeutic about listening to his music. He definitely got close to a thousand <laughs> a thousand YouTube views from me alone watching this Virgo video. He's released the official Virgo uh, music video, and it's incredible. So there you go. If you want to discover some new music atmosphere, I will. He ties in to my announcement. I'm going to make a pretty big announcement at the end of this podcast. So you're going to have to hang with me because I want to talk about what's going on with Kanye West. If you have not heard, he's gone out and totally redeemed himself. And then I want to talk about Bill Maher, somebody who he's like, um, he's like really bitter candy. I, I I don't know how to put it. He's like um, NyQuil. You know, sometimes it's like, yeah, you like the taste, but it knocks you out. Well, that's not a good analogy. He's like, so, I got to figure it out. Bitter candy, I guess, because it's like everyone wants candy, but then when it's bitter, you're like, oh, this is gross. And I say that because like he's supposed to be some progressive dude who, you know, looks at the hypocrisy of things, but he just comes off as kind of like a bully and an asshat. Um, and he opened his mouth again and this time put, put keyboard to website. I don't know how you put that in today's culture terms. When we used to say pen to pad, keystroke to blog site. Is that what we're going to say? Keystroke to blog site. He put keystroke to blog site and said something about Stan Lee where it's like, man, the internet and Twitter is bent out of shape and I kind of get it. So all that coming up on this podcast, before we get into that, um, please go check out Atmosphere's new record, Me Vita Local, because he's awesome. And I was texting a friend earlier saying, you got to listen to this. And he said, it's so funny that people want to hear Migos and Takashi 69 or whatever that nothing good come from her. Uh, rapper name is whatever they are. Um, people want to eat that up, but then a dude who raps with substance and talks about important issues and is very poetic gets, you know, spends his whole career on the ground. That's how it goes, though. Um, okay, so <clears throat> again, you're listening. Sorry for, <laughs> sorry for coughing right in your face. Uh, this is the Boston Rob Show. I am him, Boston Rob. Kanye West, he's, um, you know, I used to kind of think it was ridiculous. He said he was a genius. But then there are times where I go, you know what? That's like kind of genius of him. I, I, I don't doubt musically he's a genius, some of the stuff he's done. But I mean, overall, I think geniuses struggle because, well, no. I can't, no, you know what, I just defeated my own point, because I immediately went to think of Stephen Hawking, who technically is a genius, and I went, he didn't really have a problem communicating with too many people. I'm I'm betting he felt misunderstood a lot, and, you know, he probably struggled in certain areas when it came to that, but I, I, I don't know too much of him vocalizing that. I think Kanye's a 
ego genius. I think his ego is eating up some of his genius. So there's been issues because of whatever he's been doing, saying, you know, his Trump MAGA hat is his Superman cape and talking about spaceships in the White House and just some of the stuff I that if you saw him on SNL and the stuff they didn't air on the TV, but <laughs> there was like a video that went up on YouTube of him ranting and talking about Trump, which they just brilliantly, Lauren Michaels was probably like, cut, go to commercial. And they just... <laughs> And they like kind of think he was live, but he just seems kind of like an asshat, you know, like we got it, buddy. You know, you think whatever, and it's always got to be about you and how your genius is misunderstood, but it's not really, you know, he's not saying anything too, too brilliant, but now he's gone back and he said, I feel used by Trump. I want to try to be normal again and have people like me. I think it was because he released a new brand of sneakers and he released uh, the Yeezys not as limited as they were before, meaning he produced like 600 compared to 60 and they didn't sell out. Someday, and it just happened to time out with when he was saying, like, I'm done with Trump. I feel used. I think when people stop buying his stuff and supporting him and giving him money, he realized, oh, I can't do whatever I want. So you ain't genius. Um, and now he's gone and done something pretty cool. Of course, he tagged his name to it. Um, but he donated $150,000 to the Jamel Robert, Robertson GoFundMe page. Now, if you don't know who that dude is, he was a security guard on the south side of Chicago. Somewhere in Chicago. Who subdued a active shooter. He put this dude down. Had his knee in his back. Um, when you talk about the scenario of a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun, this was the epitome of it. I'm surprised it's not everywhere in the news because he stopped him. I guess it's not in the news because the cop showed up and killed this man. Now, it's heartbreaking. And every article I read is gut-wrenching because he was working. These, you know, they said some of these shifts were his extra. This was his extra shift because he was trying to save up to buy his newborn son and wife Christmas gifts. So this story is really taking a toll on me because I remember when my kids were newborns and the, that Christmas and just what this dude was going through. You'd do anything to make sure Christmas was magical. And this dude in doing that got killed by the police because why? He's black. You know, they still haven't, they, we're going to keep seeing this in the news because they haven't released, I guess, any footage or videos and the police are not being transparent. Um, so it's just, if you're the typed up praise like me, keep this wife and this child in your prayers because they're going to need it. It is absolutely a horrific tragedy. And uh, Kanye West, man, for me, it really made me go, you know what? That's awesome because money ain't going to help, you know, heal the pain, but money's going to make the stress of living kind of disappear for a little bit. And when you go through a tragedy like this and you're forced to still have to pay bills and, you know, whatever goes on, and obviously he was the one paying bills, um, and you lose that main source of income and then you're dealing with the grief on top of it, it is like, if you've ever gone through that, you know, there's really no words. I've been through stuff like this multiple times and there's no words. 
Um, so for Kanye West to donate that much cash to just help these people um, is awesome. And I think that's the right step. Now, people on Twitter, there was a dude on Twitter. If you go follow me on Twitter, at BostonRob, R-O-B-B, um, you'll see I retweeted it and I made a comment to him. Because this guy was like, oh, so now we can't do things anonymously anymore. We can't have an anonymity. And he was kind of calling him out and said it was a PR move, this, that, the other thing. My thoughts on that are like, PR move or not? Yeah, he put his name on it. He had to donate $15,000 10 times. Um, I don't know if he had to do that, like if 15000 was the cap. But uh, there's another website that was tweeting about this showing, you know, it said Kanye West, $15,000, and that was in his GoFundMe 10 times. Now, if you're going to nitpick that, he tagged his name to it, and even if he was behind tweeting it out for PR, is that really an issue at this point? I mean, so what? Some people go, oh, that's awesome, man. He's been he's been making so much noise otherwise, and people really, you know, taking a turn on him. You can tell because his sneakers aren't selling out, and usually that's all you hear about. They're the hottest things ever. I don't get it. I think they're stupid. I'd, I'd never pay $600 for shoes, but he had an audience, and they backed out on him. He knows he needs to, you know, buy some good karma right now, and if this is the way he did it and he kept his name on it, I see no issue with that. Why? Because those people, unless those people are not getting that money and somehow, I, I don't know. But as far as I know, those people receive, will be, re- that mother and child will be receiving that money. Their Christmas financially will be good. Uh, they'll be dealing, they'll be grief stricken. But for Kanye West to secure, you know, their financial situation like that, I don't care if he did it anonymous or not. I could see this guy tweet. I- no, I can't even, excuse me, I can't even see what the issue is. So what, he wants to have it known that he donated that much. That was a really rad thing. And this is a dude, Kanye West is a guy who interrupted Taylor Swift while she was getting a reward to make it about him and who he thought was the best. So his ego is attached to everything. This guy can't, you know, wake up in the morning without going mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the greatest of them all? What do you expect? At least he's who at least he's putting his money where his mouth is now, you know? And he wants to be doing the right thing. So before you go and critique people because they want to be known or you think it's PR, if the deed is still getting done, right? And and I hesitate to bring this up, but Donald Trump supposedly and it's been looked into and proven that, you know, he would make a big deal out about, hey, well, instead of this, that, the other thing, let's donate to charity, a million dollars to charity. Turns out a lot of those times he didn't even donate. You know, it was more about just stroking his ego and say, well, I'll donate to charity then. Now that's the shoddiness. That's the stuff that sends you right to hell. <laughs> at least at least what I think. Um, so this is like Kanye West donated. Who cares? Get over it. People just want to be mad at him because he's such a Trump jock rider. But you know what? He's a weirdo. He's an egotistical weirdo. How how do you think he could not love Trump? Him and Trump look at each other and they only see themselves. <laughs> you know, they only see the, the worst parts 
well, what society deems the worst parts of themselves, and they see it as the best. Like, oh, this guy's all about himself. We can make our agendas together and advance our own agendas across the world. He thinks he has a friend of the president, and the president thinks he has like the the that Kanye West gave him the key to the city for black people. You know, they both we used each other. <laughs> They're both ego maniacs, mama maniacs. Um, now speaking of maniacs, Bill Maher, this dude is like, that's what he is. I said bitter candy, but he's like, um, like pickled flavored cotton candy. Like you see cotton candy and if you saw it was green, you'd be thinking, great apple, what else? you know, oh, green cotton candy. That's gotta be Halloween cotton candy. And then you taste it and you're like pickles. Who do, who put this cotton candy in vinegar? Who pickled this cotton candy? And that's what he that's what Bill Maher is. He's a pickle. That dude is a fruit loop. I can't stand him. I and I wanna like him because he's supposed to represent, I don't know, the left or pro, I would rather say progressives. Um but he's just kind of a bully when he can be. And it goes to show by what he said, what he wrote. He didn't even say it. Um, he called in his blog, and if you want to find his blog, you go find it. Actually, it's on my Twitter feed at Boston Rob R O B B. He calls this blog title "Adulting," and he's mocking people that talk about adulting. Um, and I'm not going to read too much here. I really don't want to give him the time of day. But by Bill Maher, and he's talking about people, America. Not just people, America mourning for Stan Lee, uh, who had an impact on so many people's childhood. You know, this guy created the Hulk, Spider-Man. He's the reason, you know, comic book movies are everywhere right now. I would say the reason. I'm sure there's some uh, comic nerds who would be like, well, mm, actually, it's... But you get what I'm saying. He he's the uh, main he's the mainstream dude when it comes to comic books. Now it's ironic that Bill Maher is kind of picking on comic books, saying, "Well, I would I have nothing against here, here direct quote. Now I have nothing against comic books. I read them now and then when I was a kid, and I was all out of Hardy Boys. Like he makes it like, oh well, Hardy Boys was the ish, and if I didn't have that, but when I remember back when, if if we want to go with this." mindset okay and let me tell you that this is the mindset i'm gonna read a little more so you understand the bill maher mindset while he's sitting down drinking his probably heavy creamed coffee with extra sugar because he can't drink it black like a real man and he's blogging thinking you know he's got something to say uh so here's another quote here's the end of his blog uh, I'm not necessarily saying we've gotten stupider. The average Joe is smarter in a lot of ways than, say, the 1940s when a big night out was this. Three Stooges short and a Carmen Miranda musical. The problem is we're using our smarts on stupid stuff. Speaking about comics, I don't think it's a huge stretch to suggest that Donald Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are important. So, mocking comic books, saying they're not important. And... What his qualifier is, that, that what, what's important and what's not is important for him at, in, as a youth in his younger days was the Hardy Boys. And when he was out of that, then he'd dabble in comics. So with that mindset going, I would like to write a blog and say, well, when I was younger, 
I thought it was stupid to read. I didn't like to read when I was younger. Even now, I, it's not like I want to read all the time. But yeah, you know what I do? I'm reading actually. <laughs> I'm reading the weirdest thing. I have my mom's uh, American American Social Sciences or some kind of book from her high school. Shout out to Tauntonville, Totten, Tottenville. Uh, high school in Staten Island where my mom went. There's a big print on the front. I don't know how she kept this book, but it's interesting to read a social sciences book from the 70s and what they're saying because, you know, so much has happened since then. So it's really fascinating to me and that's what I'm kind of reading right now. But listen, when I was younger, I didn't want to read. So to me, I go, Bill Maher, are you reading Hardy Boys? Man, I knew kids that would beat you up because you were reading Hardy Boys. So how are you going to pick on comic books? If this is the mindset we're going with, I don't agree with it and I wouldn't say it, but like you're like, oh, when I was out of Hardy Boys. For me, I'm going nerd. I wasn't reading comic books or Hardy Boys, you know? I was out realizing that cannabis cured things. <laughs> so, and listen, I'm not proud of that. It's just I didn't like to read when I was a kid, you know? I, I wanted to play basketball and we wanted to do other stuff. We were, Bill Maher, we were interested in girls, buddy, okay? That's what we were reading, the book of life on women. That's what we were doing while you were reading your Hardy Boys, because I'm sure you're referencing your teenage years, you nerd. But what pisses me off is he's got the balls to say, like, oh, when I was out of Hardy Boys, I read comic books, not realizing, like, that sentence right there, you know, doesn't doesn't allow you to critique anyone with comic books. The comic book people were probably cooler than you. They were probably, you know, much cooler than you in high school. And him thinking these Hardy Boys legitimize him in some way is just, it's just sad. You know, this is, this is who Bill Maher is to me, though. And for everybody that's mad at him now, I'm reading all these comments like, Bill, I loved your show. I think you're a great comic, which I've seen your stand-up comedy. Thank God you have a show, dude, because you definitely wouldn't be surviving on stand-up comedy. Um, and all these people that are disappointed because of this. But I'm like, this has always been Bill. This is who he is. He thinks like, well, what I think is cool is the best, and I'll look down on comic books. But what he doesn't realize is there's a lot of people out there that aren't looking down on you for reading Hardy Boys, you effing nerd. You know? Nobody. I'm sure there was a cooler book out back then. Nobody's looking down on you because you put in your blog thinking you were cool because you've read Hardy Boys. I can't give that up. The Hardy Boys and Nancy, what's her name? Not Nancy, Grace. The Nancy Girls. Nancy Drew, was that it? Like, F those. You know what I read? I read Garfield. I guess that's a comic. But I didn't have to read much. And I could have aced any test on Garfield. Loves a lasagna, likes sleeping in. Um, so, Bill, don't be a bully. Because people are going to, you know... I, I'm guessing Bill was bullied a lot. I'm guessing Bill still is bullied in his own mind. Because he's not content with himself. But... This isn't even my point. My point was that he called comics stupid. Now, what I was... Follow me along with Twitter... You can read his adulting. I'd rather you not read his blog. I don't want him getting the hits because the hits mean he can sell more coffee mugs that say, I'm looking at it right now. It says, real time with Bill Maher on the back, dot, 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 but I'm not wrong. See, this is just another arrogant asshat. He's just like Kanye West. I'm sure him and Kanye would get along if they ever decided to stroke each other's egos a couple of times. Um, 
And sorry for that big whistle. I'm sick, so I got a cough drop in. Um, but Bill Maher calling, you know, comic books stupid and and not important is interesting because they've had such an influence on our culture. Way more of an influence than him. I think Bill's jealous. That's what I'm getting. I think Bill Maher is jealous. Now, let's just compare something he, he, he can understand. The Hardy Boys. Pretty sure they just solved mysteries. Didn't create a whole universe. There was maybe a series. And like he said, when he was all out of Hardy Boys. So they ended. And probably quite quickly. In fact, I don't even think they're around anymore. Now, comic books. Just to show you the genius behind it. I think he could probably get away with of calling it immature and saying like it more relates to little kids who want to look up to Superman and adults shouldn't have it. But to call it stupid or unimportant, let me comment on the stupid part. That shows how arrogant and jealous Bill is of comic books because what Stan Lee and comics created was a, a universe. They created elements, vibranium, things that were just... You know, so creative. And the real the real sign of genius is somebody who's asking questions, like Tupac says, and who can create, whose creativity knows no bounds. And comic books have just spread, run the gamut. And when you dive into it, like they have these encyclopedias on, you know, comics and comic, they have the Wikipedia pages. But if you ever go to Barnes and Nobles, look at one of the encyclopedias on comic books and look at how intricate it goes it goes into more than a backstory but sometimes grandparents or cousins and you know even allergies or you know, and maybe i'm making that one up but that's how intricate these creations are and it's all made up so to say that's stupid when you're comparing it to the hardy boys who are, ooh, i don't know bill can you tell me what their allergies was or or You know, could you really tell me about the universe of the Hardy Boys compared to the comic book universe and what it's done? Who who's to say that, you know, they that comics have influenced certain people. But never mind that. If you read about Stan Lee and when he would do the comics in the paper, he would actually write these little uh, opinion pieces talking about bigotry and racism and he had these underlying themes that made them very important that's what i don't understand is how can he not see that stan lee's themes to 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 fight against injustices how can he think that's unimportant well i'm guessing he's a privileged arrogant asshat that's all well i don't want to keep going on because you know what It's the weekend. I want you to have a great weekend. If you listen to this, thank you so much. If you are one of the 14 people, let me just... That's a big hug and a kiss from me to you. On the cheek. On the kiss on the cheek. I'm married. For goodness sakes, people. Um, And I want to tell you real quick about an announcement. I have not been on the air in almost two years. And when I say on the air, I mean on the radio. Now, something has changed. I will be bringing this show that you're listening to, the Boston Rob Show, BRS, will be going on air within a month. I'll say that. I don't have an exact date, but 
I'm finishing up a couple of things and I'm bringing the Boston Rob show to a radio station here in Salem. I'm wicked excited. You'll be able to listen online or if you're local, 91.7 WMWM. I will give you more information as it comes and make sure if you follow me on Twitter, I will absolutely uh, be tweeting out the details. Uh, So I'm very, very, very excited. And I will be able to play... It's going to be a comedy talk show, but I will get to play some music just like this, Atmosphere. So before I get going, I just wanted you to hear this instrumental. This is my favorite track off Atmosphere's new album, Mi Vida Local. This is called Virgo. Um, And yeah, I'm finally going to be back on the air. So hopefully, if you are a listener to this podcast, you'll listen to the radio show. And you'll call in and we can communicate. This is BRS, the Boston Rob Show, and I am him, Boston Rob. Again, thank you so, so, so much for listening. (laughs) 